Hello and welcome to the Georgia Today podcast from GPB News. Today is Friday, June 9th. I'm Orlando Montoya. On today's episode, all eyes will be on Columbus this weekend as former President Donald Trump is expected to speak at the state GOP convention despite his federal indictment. A unique new art exhibit focuses on Georgia's history of segregation. And GPB Sports' John Nelson joins me to talk about a big week in soccer news. These stories and more are coming up on this edition of Georgia Today. Georgia's state Republican convention gets underway in Columbus today, with Donald Trump still expected on Saturday. Trump could feed an air of vengeance at the meeting after he announced yesterday that he's being indicted on federal charges of mishandling classified documents. The news could overshadow other party business, including an effort by a right-wing faction to punish GOP officials that it considers ideological traitors by banning them from future primary elections. Amidst all the political storylines, the event promises to provide a big economic boost to the city. Uptown Columbus President Ed Wolverton says he expects the convention to draw about 3,500 people, a number the city could not even lodge until recently. Over the last two and a half years, we have been able to add significant hotel investment. So because of the, the added number of rooms, we are now able to attract and bring some of these larger groups like this to Columbus. While some streets around the convention center will be closed on Saturday for some of the more high-profile visitors, Wolverton says businesses will be open and ready for delegates and their guests. The last time Columbus held the state GOP convention was 2012. The Georgia Professional Standards Commission voted unanimously today to remove the words diversity and equity from teacher training curriculum. As GPB's Sarah Collis reports, that's despite opposition from many educators. The words will be replaced with others like different, unique, and fair. Commission Chair Brian Sermons says this will, quote, minimize confusion. Georgia teacher Ogechi Apara was one of several educators who spoke out against the plan at a public meeting. I have to ask myself, what precedent does this set? When the winds of political change come blowing, we bend to them. It says we are rootless. And in a time in which so much has been revealed in this country about the work yet to be done to make things just, I hope that we're not tools of injustice. Other teachers told the commission diversity training has helped them better support students. The new curriculum goes into effect in July. For GPB News, I'm Sarah Callis. A new philanthropy announced in Atlanta today will support nonprofit groups campaigning for reparations for Black Americans. The Decolonizing Wealth Project is committing $20 million over five years to boost campaigns nationwide. It also will study what arguments most influence people to support reparations, an idea most Americans overall do not currently support. Project founder Edgar Villanueva unveiled the plans at a national conference on reparations. Across two abandoned public pools in East Point, a local Atlanta artist hopes others will see reflections of Georgia's history of segregation. GPB's Sarah Rose has that story. Hannah Palmer's Ghost Pools exhibit is focused on the forgotten history of Atlanta's public pools. The East Point pools that are the focus of her exhibit, the Randall Street Pool and the Spring Avenue Pool, were segregated for black and white Americans. When integration became law, the pools were instead abandoned. She says the history remains raw for many Atlantans. I imagine sometimes when I talk to old folks who remember this history, 
that they're a bit dismayed. And, and this feels like bringing up old wounds, bringing up sad stuff from the past. But I feel like this never healed. Ghost pools opened earlier this month on the site of the former pools in East Point. The temporary installation will be up through the summer. For GPB News, I'm Sarah Rose. There is a code orange air quality alert for the greater Atlanta area today. The National Weather Service says sensitive groups, including children and people with heart or lung diseases, should limit prolonged outdoor exertion. Meteorologists said that the alert was related to ozone, not wildfire smoke. The Georgia Public Service Commission has withdrawn a proposal to allow biomass plants to burn scrap tires for electricity, The move comes after environmental groups asked commissioners to reconsider its April decision, granting the biomass industry's request to use junk tires as fuel. The five-member board voted unanimously yesterday to reverse the April decision. Industry representatives still can request a public hearing on the matter in the hopes of regaining commissioner support. An unexpected cold snap this year wreaked havoc on Georgia's peach crop. And while growers here say they have enough peaches to sell in Georgia this summer, other places that celebrate the fruit haven't been so lucky. GPB's Sophie Gratis explains. At Georgia's annual peach festival, Ray Abney fills a brown bag with locally grown peaches. I'm going to make a cobbler and some tarts. The peaches sell at $5 a bag. They were grown here in Peach County. They're the same peaches normally enjoyed thousands of miles away at the South Dakota Peach Festival in Sioux Falls. But not this year, says volunteer Irina Kleinsaucer. Yeah, it's it's been quite the disappointment. With over 90 percent of Georgia's crop lost, the festival was canceled. Kleinsaucer says they typically order 40,000 boxes of peaches from Georgia farms. We love a Georgia peach because it has a deep flavor. It's a sweet peach. Yeah, and everybody loves peaches in the summertime. She hopes next year Georgia has enough to share. For GPB News, I'm Sophie Gratis in Macon. One of the world's biggest soccer stars is headed to Major League Soccer. And even though Argentine striker Lionel Messi will play for Inter Miami, Atlanta United fans are cheering. Here to talk about this and other soccer news in Georgia is John Nelson of GPB Sports. John, it's great to talk with you again. Anytime, Orlando, you know how to get in touch. John, just how much is this a shock around the soccer world? Oh, it's seismic. Absolutely seismic. When you have one of the greatest players in the history of the game who is trying to determine if his suitor is going to come from Saudi Arabia for the tune of a contract of $1.2 billion, Barcelona, where he's had all of his past uh, past successes, you know, part of the academy ever since he was young, but they can't afford to pay your salary or mine right now. But then Inter-Miami comes in from lane number three, and it's like, yeah, we'd like for you to be the, the new part of of our growth in Major League Soccer. This is huge, and I can't put that in larger letters, more bold or italic font or face. This is that big. And and will soccer ticket prices get huge too? (laughs) Yes, they already are. Uh, If you wanted to say travel to to see Lionel Messi perhaps play in Fort Lauderdale at a home game, uh, you had ticket prices expand by at least four times, if not that much, And any market that is anticipating a Lionel Messi appearance, you can go on secondary markets and the the prices have just gone absolutely through the roof. Atlanta is no exception. When will soccer fans in Atlanta be able to see Messi? September 16th is the date 
that you need to circle on your calendar, reserve the entire weekend to celebrate it. Atlanta United, Inter-Miami, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and they have opened up the entire building. 71,000 anticipated for this one. I'd like to ask you about some other good news for soccer fans here. If I could, changing subjects just a little bit, the World Cup decided to play more games in 2026. What are the details on that, and how will that affect Atlanta? When FIFA decided to expand the field, naturally, the you know one of the byproducts is, is that you're going to have more nations in, therefore you're going to have more matches. And so it's a byproduct of allowing more teams the, the chance to participate in, in the World Championship Tournament. And, you know, when you're when you're talking about Atlanta, Atlanta is one of the venues you can follow along the the World Cup 2026 uh, Atlanta feed on Instagram or on social media. And you get all the pretty pictures and the logos and everything. Don't quite know how many matches Atlanta is going to get yet. You're going to get grass at Mercedes Benz Stadium because of it as a byproduct for player safety and such. And they're going to figure out how to grow it inside. So it'll be interesting to see there as well. In the next coming years, we'll know just how the layout is, but Atlanta is a part of the mix. And Atlanta United itself, what's happening with some of the team's star players? We lost Joseph Martinez to Inter-Miami, and now I hear others might be going. Yep, Luis Arujo has been uh, determined that when the transfer window opens, he is going home. He is going to play in Flamingo in, in Brazil and the transfer fee was eight figures to the left of the decimal place, and it gives Luis a chance to go home and, and be there in, in a comfortable environment where hopefully he can flourish for a team in Flamingo. Uh, keep an eye on Tiago Almada. Uh, I know a lot of folks are looking at Tiago being transferred to play his next round of, of matches in Europe. 35 to $40 million is what's being thought of as a transfer fee, but uh, it will be interesting to see when this first transfer window happens just how many players are being looked at around the world how many go? How many stay? What's the negotiations? What's the price tags? And where Atlanta United goes from here? Should be a very exciting summer on a bunch of different levels. John Nelson of GPB Sports. Thanks for all the soccer. Anytime, my friend. The Atlanta Braves start a three-game home series against the Washington Nationals tonight, fresh off yet another come-from-behind victory over the New York Mets last night. Ozzie Albies hit a walk-off home run in the 10th inning to finish off their NL East rivals 13-10 and complete a sweep of the Mets. Travis Darno, Marcelo Zuna, Austin Riley, and Orlando Arcia also homered for the Braves. Braves pitcher Spencer Strider gave up eight runs in the first four innings, but he says the team never quit. You know, the attitude in the dugout was never that we were we were out of it. So it's a long season and, you know, you're going to win a lot of different ways. And um, the more ways we can find to win, the better suited we'll be once games really matter at the end. The Braves have the best record in the National League heading into the weekend series. And that's it for today's episode of Georgia Today. If you'd like to learn more about these stories, visit our website, gpb.org news. Hit subscribe on this podcast so you always will stay current with us in your feed and send us feedback. We'd love to hear that at georgiatoday at gpb.org. I'm Orlando Montoya here filling in for Peter Biello today. He'll be back on Monday. Until then, have a great weekend. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. 
Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.